I like to whip people into a frenzy with my uh, with my stand up bits. I like to be the MC of the party. That's kind of my my thing. I, I like hosting. That's one of my favorite things as well, where I host yeah. the show and I get to introduce. Like you've seen here at the studio, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite all time things, and not just at a studio, but even at house. And this probably started in university. Me and my buddies at university, there was five or six of us lived in a house. First one year we lived in a dormitory, like at, at residence. But then we would always clap and cheer the other guy in. So like when you were like, ladies and gentlemen, it's Brandon Knox. Like it was a game show. And you walk yeah. in, you're like, you feel fucking amazing when you get an intro like that. And we all like little theme songs like the BK Broiler. Yeah, it's great. And then you, yeah, you, you automatically get into the mindset of like, I'm running down. I'm going to wrestle the, the crap out of people. We like hype. You hear that? We're big on hype here. Positive oh, yeah. vibes, good energy, mm -hmm. even on casual Friday. Hey, hey, my friends. I'm Lars Classington, host of Laughing Vikings Live and founder of LaughingVikings.com. I am pumped to be your high vibe chat shit captain today. I believe that every day we can use our creative gifts with intention and purpose to have more fun while pushing ourselves to grow and rising to life's challenges. I believe that everyone can turn dreams from delusions to reality and you can be the writer, director and star of your own extraordinary life. That's why I started my company LaughingVikings.com. It's an online community of creators and digital media production platform where you get me plus the world's best actors, artists, comedians, creators, dreamers, and entrepreneurs working with you live every week, sharing our knowledge, keeping you motivated and accountable, encouraging you to share your gifts, create your best content, and turn passions to profits, all while finding the connection and the meaning of life we all desire. If you're not a member yet, go to laughingvikings.com and join our worldwide cast and crew of dreamers. For less than a buck a day, you get access to the world's best live every week, plus VIP access to all our digital media production services. Let's face it, you're probably tired of bugging family and friends for help, and maybe you realize you could use some expert guidance, an inspired community, and some life-changing tools to help you reach the next level of your own artgasm. Join the cast and crew at laughingvikings.com, and let's turn delusions to reality together. Now it's time for today's show. Interact, ask questions, and take some notes. And be sure to share this episode out with three of your creative friends. The world could use a little more positivity. So be that person for three friends who are just like you. A person who's committed to turning their own dreams to reality. And be sure to tag and DM us on Instagram, at Laughing Vikings, and connect and say hi. Now it's time to start the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready for episode 18, no, episode 20. 20. Of the, 20. I lost count for a second. We get excited. <laughs> episode 20 of Laughing Vikings Live, the podcast that's helping dreamers turn delusions to reality, 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 reality. I'm Lars Classington here at Laughing Vikings Studio, my co-host, of course, Brandon Knox, a.k.a. The B.K. Broiler. 
them see some of that BK broil. Hello, hello. Let them see that BK broil. Mm -hmm. BK broil. Mm -hmm. BK broil. Mm -hmm. BK broil. Mm -hmm. Work it, buddy. Work mm -hmm. it. Just another. This is, my, this is my workout for the day. This is just like <laughs> I just do this for hours on end. It's a, it's just a simple step back, step forward and back. I mean, it's pretty good for a in. casual Friday, right? You gotta live like casual Friday. Casual Always. Friday. Me too. Whenever I'm... you're listening to this, just picture yourself on a casual Friday, on a nice like beach somewhere, just enjoying yourself, just relaxing, just for a second. All right, I will. Give yourself a moment. Uh, do you mind if while we're relaxing on the beach, I strum a little guitar? You can do that. I'm gonna, ooh, ooh, some shirt guitar. It would be like Spanish guitar, maybe. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Yes. Here we are. Look at this. I gotta say, for a podcast, if you're listening to this right now but not watching it, you should watch it because we have a pretty good t-shirt game going on right now. Yeah. Yes. You're rocking the casual Friday. I'm rocking the guitar right here. And we also should mention we're doing this standing earlier today. This is actually episode 20 take two earlier today at the studio we shot an episode we didn't quite like the uh the sound there was a little some weird echo so we're like you know what we're not going to release that one we're going to do it over again and now brandon is at his home studio i'm at laughing vikings but we decided you know what what if we stand instead all these podcasters just like sitting at a desk in zoom right just yeah. sitting here no we're gonna stand so we can we can get physical a little bit. Look at this. If you're, we can. Oh, we can jump around. Look at those eggs. We can jump can you do around. A, can you do a roundhouse kick, Lars? Can you, like, can you, you do that? Oh, with yeah, the amount of space. Just, yeah, of course, buddy. I can do whatever you want. Okay, Please, I want to see that. I want to see that. I kick my shoe off. Ooh, woo! There we go. Oh yeah. You <laughs> mean business. Love it. Is oh, what yeah. we're saying. We mean business. We're no, I like this. I like this better, and this reminds me more of stand-up. So I kind of feel like if I if I pretend and imagine real hard, I can kind of feel like I'm on a little mini stage, and there's a yeah. bunch of people out here. But even mm -hmm. though the people are in this tiny machine, hello, people in the tiny machine. Hello, hello. <laughs> right? But I yeah. feel good, and I like your set too. Your uh, explain what I'm looking at behind you. Well, this is a painting I got years ago. Uh, it's technically my roommate's, but I, I adopted it really. Uh, this is called Penguin in a Top Hat. It's an abstract painting that my roommate's mom has had acquired over the years. Uh, she gave it to us because she didn't want it anymore. She's <laughs> actually a painter herself. Uh, do I have some? Uh, don't worry about that. Um, and so she gave us that. Uh, it's by T. Nixon. He did that in 2004. Wow. I've been looking at that for years. I always think it looks like Woody Woodpecker. Good That's for what you. I see. Good for you because when I look at that, I see potentially like blood or hellfire or something. Like I don't know that I see a, a bird at all. Maybe that's really? just how fucked up my brain just is. Like where the eyes just remind me so. Where much are the of eyes? Me. I don't even see I, I eyes. I think of them right there. Okay. Um, these all are right. like the outline of the eyes. This is like more. Okay. Yeah, kind of I kind of see Woody Woodpecker. I definitely yeah. do not. I do not see a penguin, a penguin? at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't see a penguin either. Is but... it unless it's like a bloody penguin or something? I kind of at first oh, I thought God. the eye was so... like a clam. I thought it was a clam in a smear of blood on the ground from the top view. Oh, okay. Right, but I don't think that's what it is. But it's beautiful. 
Yeah, I, I've Beautiful. always really liked this one. This has always been one of my favorites. And then behind me, ooh, what's that? Is Some... my session runner of the month award. Oh, given is to that me by perhaps... one Lars Classington. You received the certificate of excellence from Lars Classington at Laughing Viking Studio. I did for month wow. November. Well, the Have certificate not. of excellence. Mm. What were you? What were you excellent again? I should. I sh that's not a question. I know you're excellent at running sessions and keeping the vibes high at Laughing Viking Studio. And you. you've had several people book with you. Everyone's always always happy and fun. So thank you. Yeah, you I like earned to keep things it. light. Thank you. You, you earned you that. I, I always appreciate that. I've always wanted. Like, it, it's all. It's it's nice to be. It's nice to be appreciated. And like, right. I it, appreciate you. I appreciate But remember, this. you're only as good as your last certificate of excellence. That was two <laughs> months been, ago. It's been so many months, <laughs> I can't do it. Two months ago. Right. right. Yeah. I just want to be acknowledged again. Why is that wall not littered with those? You should have them everywhere. Yeah, we'll work I, on I've it. I've only got the one so far. We'll we're, see, we'll we're see what happens over, yeah. the, over the years. Nice. Well, I, love your, I love your studio. I like this setup. This is great. So... Uh, I'm here in the virtual studio, as you can see, mm -hmm. Lars Classington. I always got to watch because if I stand at the right spot, it's Laughing Vikings Live Assington. So I, you see that? Oh, yeah, I do see that. On this one? Yeah, <laughs> so I got to watch. I, I'm conscious of that when I'm on Zooms that I don't fade over here. That's, and then that's and, good. Or I do this on purpose and then I look for people snickering. They're like... Look at that idiot. It says Assington. What a bonehead. No. <laughs> I I don't I don't feel I feel like it would take people a long time to actually figure that out. Right. Like just just to notice it. Like you'd have to be on the Zoom call for a long time just right. for them to be like, ha, Assington. Because I don't think anyone really like they they look behind, but they don't like look in general right. kind of thing. And How's it's that? like what? Now it just says ass. But now it says. And it, do you see how long it took me to figure that out? Class. <laughs> All right. We need to stop describing things for our listeners at home. Yeah, like we the gotta, first we 10 minutes of this podcast the is them explaining things they're looking at. About, well, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. But it is good to be here. By the way, if you are listening, connect with us at, at uh, Instagram on um, at. Let me say that again. Connect with us on Instagram at Laughing Vikings. I started to say at Instagram on Laughing Vikings, but you guys know how this works. So we're on Facebook as well, but that probably the main way to communicate us uh, with us is, I, speaking of communicating, I can't communicate right now. The main way of communicating with us is probably, not probably for sure Instagram, uh, but you could also email us at lol at laughingvikings.com. Hit us up at hashtag laughingvikings. DM us for free prizes and share this out. If you're listening to this right now, screenshot it, share it out with your friends, tag us in it. You can win audition sessions. You can win my stand-up album, Silly Goose. Uh, you can win all kinds. I watched that. Did I Did I tell you that I listened to that, by the way? Oh, you did, did you? I did. I really enjoyed it. Like I love the fact that you just really envelop the audience. And you really get them into like this shared experience. You really get them up and jumping and really hopping. And it's really the um, the thing at the very beginning. The um, what is that? The the my remix of the Canadian national anthem is was one of my uh, that's brilliant bits where where yeah because I wanted to have the energy of 
of the national anthem, but I feel that Canadian and most most national anthems, they're boring. They're kind of fight songs. We all kind of pretend that we like them, but they're kind of mm-hmm. old and outdated. The the words are like they're usually about war and things. So I remixed uh, what you're referring to. I'll, I'll let the listeners at home. Uh, you can sing along too. So uh, I actually collaborated with Ozzy Osbourne of Black Sabbath, and we remixed the new. Uh, Canadian national anthem, really focusing it on two things. One, uh, and there are two things that Canadians do really well. One is drinking, drinking beer, and two is smoking weed. And uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like Brandon's probably done both of those today. So, and a lot of your listeners at home uh, or viewers, you probably have done that. So, uh, the national anthem, how I like to think of it, it goes something like this: Canadians gathered at their cottages. You, you do the you do the brand new. Okay, here brand we go. New. Canadians gathered at their cottages. Brand new. Brand new. Drinking beers in their garages. Brand new. <laughs> Getting fucked brand up. New. Guys named Gary. Brand new. And if we get her, we got new. free health care. Oh, Canada. Get the horns up. These are the moose horns. Oh, sorry. Oh, Canada. Second verse, Brandon. Second verse. Stay with me for this. You like this one. Oh, God. Canadians gathered at their cottages. Smoking weed in their garages. Is that you taking a bog hit? Yeah. 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 And so high that it's a bit scary. Come to think of it, has anybody seen Gary? Bam, 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 bam. Where's Gary? Make some noise if you've been to a party and a guy named Gary went missing for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. If you're not clapping at home right now and agreeing to that, your name is Gary. You are Gary. So there it is. You heard that one. That was one of my favorite little uh, favorite little ditties. It's I like right. to I like to whip people into a frenzy with my uh, with my stand up bits. I like to be the MC of the party. That's kind of my my thing. I, I like hosting. That's one of my favorite things as well, where I host yeah. the show and I get to introduce. Like you've seen here at the studio, one of my favorite 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 all time things, and not just at a studio, but even at house. And this probably started in university. Me and my buddies at university, there was five or six of us lived in a house. First one year we lived in a dormitory, like at, at residence, but then we would always clap and cheer the other guy in. So like when you were like, ladies and gentlemen, it's Brandon Knox. Like it was a game show. And you walk yeah. in, you're like, you feel fucking amazing when you get an intro like that. And we had all like little theme songs, like the BK Broilers. Yeah, it's great. Then you yeah, you, you automatically get into the mindset of like, I'm running down. I'm going to wrestle the, the crap out of people. Right. <laughs> or like, I don't know. Because they do that in basketball as well. They do like the, the hype lines and like pump each other up before they like 
as they introduce the starting lineup kind of thing. Right. I like they, it. They, they're all very intricate. Like, right. They all have their own ritual kind of thing. It's cool. We like hype. You hear that? We're big on hype here. Positive oh, yeah. vibes, good energy, mm-hmm. even on casual Friday. So uh, <laughs> anywho, especially on casual Friday. Silly, silly Goose, thank you for listening to that. Um, and uh, for the listeners and viewers at home, you can actually grab a free digital copy of it. Go to laughingvikings.com slash silly goose and you'll get the free album. You can have a listen to uh, their uh, remix national anthem and many others. And you'll also get two tickets to an upcoming live stream comedy show featuring myself, a bunch of other stand-up comedians, sketch comedians, uh, Zoom comedians, I believe is what we're called now. And uh, Brandon may be there several times as well. So come check that out. Yeah. All right. What what do we want to get into today? We got to get to the topic at hand. So we're we, today, Lars. We are talking about auditions. So auditions. what I want to know from you is what three things inspire you when prepping a character. Three things that inspire me, like what goes in, like where my inspiration yeah. for a character. Where do you where do you draw things from? Like I know we probably draw things from everywhere, but right. like, do you specifically draw things like? draw certain things from different aspects of like what you've learned the life you've lived like what what kind of things inspire you i would say first of all my if if we if you take it back to comedic influences it's sketch comedians stand-up comedians so when back in the day i watched a ton of saturday night live sctv mad tv in living color kids in the hall Mm -hmm. playhouse the simpsons like all kinds of like wacky comedy so i would say that's like just in my blood comedy wacky or the top shit um the simpsons is one for me yeah simpsons big time seinfeld is a big one too for me family guy all the cartoons south park like those it's just you you just I feel anything that I do comedically is mainly because I'm around funny people and I've just been exposed to funny people. So you just get a good timing for that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, you got to so develop the ear before you can develop like the timing of it. Right. Like right. You, you, once you get like the ear for it and you can hear the rhythm of the comedy, you can hear the rhythm of everyone else going on in the room. Like that really opens you up. Right. And, like really gets you involved with it. The and then thing. you're like, and you're like, oh, I get jokes. Yeah, <laughs> and jokes. Um, and then I would say that the second thing, it probably is just the imagination of you think of care, like you think of live action characters. I mean, we think of some like you, you sort of I think it's hard not to picture the character a little bit like we were exposed to so many video. But then I would say the third answer is the text. Like, I think the character I mean, it's me. I'm I'm the guy, so I'm the main inspiration. Like mm-hmm. when you're looking at it, that's me. But the who this guy really is is based on the text and what you're reading, plus your imagination. I would say so. I think it's being imaginative. Often, um, often for me, characters sometimes like Lou Handy in Netflix uh, or on Oh Yuck in Netflix. When I was prepping for that, I was literally thinking, what would Homer Simpson do? What mm-hmm. would um, Will Ferrell or like Ace Ventura or um, Family Guy, like big, wacky, physical characters. I was sort, so I sort of viewed myself in that role because it was kids' comedy as a living cartoon. Like I'm a human cartoon, so every everything was big, big reactions, lots of physicality. Sometimes animals, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, always a great, Birds. great point to start from. 
Yeah. Just because they usually have such specific movement that you have right. to like to the way that they move right. so that you in turn can feel that or right. sense that about right. yourself. I know like, I know when I was working on Tartuffe, I had the images of a sideshow Bob and a snake. And like, those funny. were the things I wanted to play with. And those were the, the starting points of where yeah, I wanted to like pull from kind of thing. A, a snake. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kept like leading with my head and like moving up and down. Like there was a lot of, I, I had these like fantastic snake, uh, snake print shoes oh nice. they looked so fucking good uh and like i did like they were just like slightly too big for me but like i wanted them to be slightly too big because they had like this curl on the toe that like gave it such this cool aesthetic and that i was like i always was like moving like this kind of thing and it was all oh i loved it i thought it was so cool Sometimes uh, the shoe the shoes make the man right like they uh, do like costume costuming i i can't like that that's one of the like very like uh pr primary things uh right. of getting started from like not getting started but like really feeling in the role totally feeling like yourself there like because because you're dressed a certain way like i know they yeah. talked in yeah, seinfeld they, they got and... jason alexander to dress a size too too small for him right and uh, Kramer was a size too big. Right. Uh, for uh, for Jason Alexander, it was because they wanted him to seem like more dorky. And for Kramer, it was because they wanted him to seem yeah, more cool. More, kind of more lanky and more yeah. uh, flowy. Yeah. Yeah. Kramer's a real bird. Like he's like that kind of stuff. You know? mm -hmm. Scarecrow bird kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Oh, I guess that would that I mean that was your answer, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah you, you I also draw I draw question. a lot from sports as well. I really like Ooh, I like it. I, I like the team aspect of it all. And that that's always really inspired me um, to keep going. And like that, that's partially why I got into acting as well, because I wanted to be part of a team and I wanted to be right. to feel that inclusivity and like feel that community kind of thing um, that a team sort of brings. And like, I like how everyone's on the same page and like is working towards this goal of getting the show off the ground, getting getting to opening night, getting to closing night. And like, we're all in this together kind of thing. Aw, Brandon, yeah, that was so sweet. Oh, I didn't expect, it. I didn't expect to cry. Oh, really? I didn't expect to cry. No, I do. I did, no, I did expect to cry. Uh, we always cry. We, we cry once a week on this show. It's part of the yeah. deal. Uh, we're very in touch with our emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, it's it's very much like, I would say uh, the only comparison is sports teams, like the military, um, large organizations, uh, corporate or especially charity organizations. Those have to run, like they have to run smooth. And the same thing is with a film set or um, especially a film set or a TV set with so many people, sometimes hundreds of people. It's like a small army if that doesn't flow like communication up and down the channels everyone's um collaborative and and uh, on the same team like you've probably been on some sets where there was a little bad vibe or maybe there was some butting of heads between the assistant director and a director or or the camera guy or whoever who have just yeah. any any literally any kind of bad blood and it's just like oh this like how do we figure out how to make something that's supposed to be imaginative and fun and now it's like everyone's like 
stepping on eggshells yeah. and not having fun. Like, how do you not have fun playing make believe for money? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, um, um, what else we want to talk what about? The, what are some of the first steps? Yeah. I want to talk about like some of the first steps you make when, when getting an audition. So you you get the email from your agent or you get an email from a casting director and they say, okay, Lars, you have this audition. What do you do first? I rent a cabin in the woods and I immediately fly in my private plane to the woods where I hunker down and I like Rocky and I chop wood and stuff. And I just go yeah. deep, 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 full, deep, full montage, deep like into full, full montage, montage full acting montage. <laughs> yeah. 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 The curling logs in the snow and running up and down mountains. And I, I didn't realize I, that you were wolves. so independently wealthy, Lars. Pretty hardcore. Like, you, yeah. Yeah. Are you Bruce yeah. Wayne? Like mm, Lars Wayne. Yes. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, how do you, I'm like, no, I'm kind of like Tony Stark. How do you think I'm made of a, of a you're guitar. made you're a guitar you're, i'm a guitar, made like a, guitar. wow 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 uh no the uh, the truth is i would say it's different now that it's zoom versus live i would say before when it was live i would always want to make sure that i'm physically up and active so mm -hmm. maybe a quick work even if it's just like push-ups and sit-ups or just some something to get me awake go for a walk so that i get like my blood flowing body flowing maybe a little uh, vocal workout that sort of thing yeah um now I would still say that uh, for uh, Zoom workouts, but the um, but it is different because it's at home. So I would say everyone, if you need a space to do that, so you need to either need a studio to go to, or you need to have your your reliable home studio setup where you just flick on the lights and you have your camera there. Like that's mm -hmm. literally how Laughing Viking started. Is I needed a spot to do all this stuff, so I bought all the equipment, I invested in it, and then people needed it. So they started using my services and using the studio space. But um, to, to do it, when I first get a script, very first thing that I do is I would look at who the um, the production team is. So A, yeah. the casting director is, the directors, producers, writers, see if I know any of them, look up some of their work, figure out the tone of the show, watch a couple episodes of the show. Uh, or or more depending on what it is sometimes you're lucky enough where you get a full script if it's a feature film or you get a full episode script so mm -hmm. i would read all of that um take a pass I, I always think like that's the upper echelon is like getting the full script and like right. getting getting the full episode like right. the full thing like the full 20 30 pages of the first episode or something like i always think like that's that that's a pinnacle for me or that that's something I want to get to that. Like, right. That's where I want to build to is like, they send you the full thing. Like, yeah, look this over. Like, what do you think of it? Like, and you're just and like, nah, or you're like 10 million. <laughs> I'll do it for 10 million. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Right. No, my, my thing is always more like, how can I make this work? Where, right. How can I make the machine work? Like, right. Where do I fit in it? Kind of thing. Yeah, that, so that's I, always my thing. I I would so that's I would do that first, and then the the second is when to get into the text. I would take I would write it. I usually write it out handheld. Sometimes I type it out, but mm -hmm. normally I like to actually write pen to paper, and I'll write out the whole script, no stage direction. So I'll remove like he sits or he glances or he says angrily or like any extra just like most of that. Some descriptions if it if it makes sense, like if it says 
sit and then her next line is why did you sit down i kind of yeah. got to do a little bit of that movement but basically i take out all stage directions and i remove all of the uh punctuation as well so i don't so that i'm not playing commas and that was something that i learned through tom Todorov's studio and it's just it kind of gives you a clean slate it releases you from any mechanical things about like this is when i sit up this is when i stand this is when i yell because there's an exclamation point this is when i pause because there's a comma um and he sort of taught me like um in human life we don't we don't talk with punctuation we just like i mostly through this episode i've been rambling and ranting and they're just this one run run on long sentence but then when we stop take a second yeah then it's really then it lands right and, and you talk about earning your pauses too yeah. so um i think and i think that's the reason that if you throw that stuff off it almost guarantees that your auditions are going to be unique because the trap for a lot of people is they'll play they'll speak the punctuation Mm -hmm. which is slow the the auditors uh get ahead of uh you and um the audience like it's not exciting if they watch 50 people do this and they're like yeah they're like almost if they can be mouthing along with you and then this is when he rolls his eyes and this was when he points and this is when he sits and this is when he crosses his arms like that's it's not compelling so it releases you of all that to then have those things to play with and then i go through all of the text with guide posts, which is uh, through Todorov's technique, which is essentially Michael Shirtliff's um, book, The Audition. For those people who have read that, I highly suggest it. It's like what well, probably one of the actor Bibles. Mm -hmm. And I mark up my script, go through all that stuff. Uh, and then I just play with it as many times as possible to, to sort of dial up all those guide posts, which the guide posts, the way to think of them is like a checklist or um, sort of a dial, maybe even a dial sliders on a, on a soundboard or like a mixer board where you're like yeah. dialing up all these things. And they're the, the key components of storytelling and the key physics of performance and sort of all the things that just naturally, not naturally, but sort of scientifically make up good storytelling and good performance. Nice. That's what yeah. I do. And I know I'm, you, I know you talked about stage directions and I, and I always like try and eliminate that as much as possible, especially, especially when you're doing like a, or I know in a plays, they always do like they sit down and like for plays, that's usually the first performance of it. And like, that's what the actor did in that moment. So they just wrote it down kind of thing. And so you don't, you don't need to do those things. Unless, again, unless, as you said, like, unless it's set, like the next line is someone saying, oh, I, why did you sit down? Or right. like something to that effect. Like you don't need to do that. Right. Or I mean, you can do your own thing like that's the most important thing is like bringing bringing yourself to it and like really making your own choices fuel what the character's doing. Right. Because that's that's what's going to read. That's what's going to make you unique because you yourself are unique because no one else is like you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you're right. Like, yeah. There's no you're one right. else that can be you but you. Right. And that's, and like, that's, own that's your a, uniqueness. That's and a big like, key. That's, that's why we always talk about the, the notion of they being like the, the, the saddest thing is when we're helping actors with uh, auditions and they're like all stressed out and anxious about like, Oh, what do they want? Well, I think they want this or like, they'll, they'll, they'll think about it. They'll have an idea and then they'll be like, yeah, I like this, but I don't know if that's, is that too much or do mm -hmm. Are they gonna, and they're trying to like play this guessing game with these mysterious 
people in the sky that they actually don't know. And so the and chances then you end of them- up putting those people on a pedestal. Right. And like walking into the, like, even it, like, because we're not walking into rooms anymore and like just willy nilly, like walking into a room where you've already put somebody on a pedestal, you've put this group of people that you don't know, like in this position of authority over you, you feel like you walk, you walk in and you're like, I, I don't want to yeah, be like, here. This isn't something I'm comfortable is, with. And you is immediately this what you want on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this what like, you want? Do you mind if I use this chair? Yeah. Yeah, I sit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you gotta you gotta take the space and it's gotta be yours. Right. Like whatever makes you feel comfortable will be the right thing to do. Right. Without being an asshole, obviously. You're not walking yeah. in and be like, hey, yeah, I'm the shit and fuck all you guys. Like it's not like it's it's collaborative. <laughs> and the whole thing is you're there to solve a problem. And I, I like to think like when I see something that I actually want to get, I'm basically assuming that I got it. And my audition is me demonstrating 80% or pretty close to what I would feel I would do on the day so that I'll work it like rather than being totally rough. Like I was like, this, this is my best. And if we had to shoot this or this, if this audition was the footage you had to put in the thing, yeah. how close, how close is the footage I give you to being the performance on the day? And then, take it or leave it. If they like that, great. If they don't, then wasn't my thing, you know, but then, yeah. you know, you I, think it, I think it was Al Pacino that said like every audition is just your chance to perform in front right. of a random audience. Right. That's why I've been really loving self tapes and audition sessions here at laughing Vikings recently, because we've been stretching and playing like just doing some fun things, doing some th fun things with frame too, like mm -hmm. where we have the opportunity to do wide stuff where we're doing physical stuff. And then, getting close and and doing some dynamic things and then we've been doing we're green. also playing with green screens i was just gonna well. say green oh, screens yeah. yeah we've done some really fun things where it's like a scene in a warehouse and we drop a warehouse behind each other or yeah I, we did one i was in a prison i was in a the back of a van mm -hmm. we, we did the comic book one today and it's like yeah you, you can sort of tell it's a green screen but it doesn't look it's not like i'm glowing or i'm all weird or blotchy right now and it, it, and that it, sort of gives you like that little extra spice at like the end, like at the beginning of it all, like, oh, wow, this is different than right. yeah, it's everyone else's. I, I think anything you can do as an actor in the scenario where a casting director may be looking at a hundred tapes in a row, like if it's mm -hmm. a wide casting, anything that's a pattern interrupt that you can do will serve you because it's just like, they'll snap too and be like, oh, that's why a moment before, if if the script is written, to start on a certain line and you have a moment before where either you like a, a line that carries you into it or, or mm -hmm. a, a secondary action, you instantly will stand out. If, if they've heard, if the first line is, Hey John, and every, 50 times they've heard, Hey John, Hey John, Hey John. And then you add something or when, or at the end as well, if you add um, like a little button or you just play the scene out for the next beat, like the scene mm -hmm. ends on the other character, you add one more line as they're walking away. That's there's it's undeniably unforgettable as long as you ex execute it well. Yeah, as long as it's within the frame of the character. Right. Yeah, it's got to make that sense. That you want to play. Yeah, it, it kind of has to be the if they didn't say cut right now, what would be the next thing that would make sense for your character to say in that given scenario. And yeah. then it's fair game. And then it shows you have imagination. And it also shows the producers and casting and the writers that if they just let you fly, 
you're like, okay, I wrote this character in the pilot, but you're the guy and you know exactly who he is and everything you says fits. Like that's, yeah. that's I think brilliant. It, I think it was the, the janitor in Scrubs. They, they didn't even, they barely even wrote his lines out for him. They would just be like, in the right. script, whatever Neil said, right. like that would be it. Like, yeah. Yeah. They'd yeah. do so it he'd... 10 times. He'd do it 10 different ways. And then they'd pick one of them or two. He'd just come mopping in and then just throw something. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Which is the best. That's amazing freedom to have too. And that, that makes you valuable. Like that's actors who have that actor and writer brain. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's one thing to be able to execute or like, a writer's words as delivered in a director's vision as they see it, but to be able to do that and then layer on your own choices in your own creation with sort of that writer's brain, but in an improvised moment thing where it's just coming out, then you're like, you're sort of unstoppable and you're just your own movie. And, and that's, that's when people would want to create a project around you It'd be like, fuck, like we need to, doesn't that's you see people get big contracts where Netflix give them $50 million where it's like, we don't even care what you do, but we want you to do stuff and we, we want you to do it with us instead of with that other big company because we know that you're a rock star. So mm -hmm. here's 50 million, make a bunch of cool shit, you know? Yeah, and like, that's, that's where you want to get to. Like, that's what you want to be doing. You want to be creating your own work and like creating things for yourself on top of all the other things that are coming your way as well. And like you're nailing those kind of thing. Right. I always have tried to think of, always been about 50% sort of playing the game of, of auditioning and, and um, sort of like you get smaller parts and then bigger parts and bigger parts sort of like, and I don't mean smaller in terms of like, there's no such thing as a small role. I just mean like less, less lines or actor role, like a day player mm -hmm. versus a, a meaty thing. And then 50% always just creating my own things, kind of making my own opportunities, seeking out my own things so that no matter what, if, if no one, if no gatekeeper ever gave me the opportunity to be in their thing, mm -hmm. I would always be happy because I'm always creating my own things and I've kind of got my own content creation and, and you're flexing your own muscles, which is great. And you, you can attest to that now being around uh, the studio more and having like an outlet to, to do this. Yeah. Yeah. You don't and need like to. I did, I didn't really have that outlet before. And like, I was always getting frustrated because I couldn't like, I, I didn't feel like I was getting any momentum or like, I didn't feel like uh, I was getting anywhere or that everyone hated me or something like that. And like th those feelings are going to creep in to your daily life, but it's good to check in with yourself. I know, I know someone, uh, a psychologist talked about giving those self doubts a name and like, when you have them going, no, mine's Jesse. Uh, no, Jesse. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Who's first of all? I can't imagine someone hating Brandon Knox. That's such a like. like Brandon that, Knox hates that, Brandon that, Knox. That, a yeah. Lot right. Of time. Isn't, isn't that the problem? Thing. That's the problem with most people. That's the problem, really, with all of us. At some level, there's times where that creeps out. Doesn't matter who you are. You could be. The, the top like there's imposter syndrome or self-doubt self-esteem and yeah i think you're right it's how long do you listen to that voice if it if it creeps back up it's like fuck you jesse yeah, how did it, guess, how did guess, how did it become uh, jesse uh that was my uh bully's name in elementary school. wow <laughs> jesse if you're listening <laughs> nice. i highly i highly get out of here jesse <laughs> right did you yeah. that, that's interesting that's an interesting technique 
do you think naming him Jesse helps? Like, because part of me is like, are you reliving that bullying every time by making him Jesse's? You know what I mean? Like, rather than get over that and just that's I, something you don't even think how about. I, how I've thought of it is I'm acknowledging where I started from. And gotcha. I, I started as someone I, I perceived as weaker than I am now. Right. So it's like and you're like, acknowledging your child, your inner child or your childlike self in that. Yeah. Case. And like right. acknowledging that childhood doubt of yourself of like, you, you can't do this. You're not right. good enough. You, right. you're, you're the worst. You're ugly. You're this, you're that. Right. But it's, it's saying, I, I, I'm not that. And like someone perceived it that way. And like, that's not who I am. Right. And that's not someone I want to be seen as. Right. Think about how ridiculous, and we all do this and our brains think this way, our lizard brains, ego, and, and whatever it is that makes us do that. But think about how ridiculous, ridiculous it is that you would be like, oh no, I'm not good at playing make-believe and imagining characters and having fun. And like, do, when you think of like, really what acting and performing is at its at its purest level, it's it's what you did when you were a five-year-old and you didn't think twice about it. Mm -hmm. And then you get older and older and like life like weighs down on your shoulders and you're like, can I even imagine anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like is, it's it's is... learning to fight back from that. And it's like building yourself back up. Like people always talk about theater school as like the first year is them tearing you down so they can build you back up again. And it's like right. Well, I've already been torn. Like life tears you down. Yeah, no I don't need to. What. I don't need to pay another person doing that. I don't need for to me. pay ten grand. Or I'm gonna do that to me. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, so you don't. You, I don't know. I, I, I always feel like I, I try and approach uh, sessions at Laughing Vikings and like uh, different things with a sense of I am there for you. I'm right. gonna help you through this. Yes, you might doubt yourself. I've doubted myself, but I we can do this together. And it's like offering that helping hand of like, let's do this. I'm on your team. You're the, you're an audition Sherpa, taking them <laughs> taking them up the audition mountain, holding their hands. Don't worry, I have supplies. Don't I have worry, equipment. I got a goat. I We're have ropes. Go. I brought beef jerky or or some vegan substitute if you happen to be a vegan. <laughs> gonna be fine i've got a walkie-talkie it's okay we got it we got yeah. it you go to the top of the mountain you record the audition and then you guys both come back down together and yeah what a, what a journey you went on mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's, it's a shared it's, experience right right yeah yeah i i uh i mean i understand obviously the the anxiety like there is there is a lot of pressure to be when it's especially when it's a live audition to walk in a room and nail something and probably one take maybe you get two maybe if you're lucky you get three but you you want to just nail it and nail all those moments um so i get that anxiety but you, i think you defeat it by by prep ahead of time and you build your confidence so that you walk in your room uh, you walk in the room not with any anxiety of like fear of failure or any of that you you eventually walk in where you're like you know exactly who you are and you know you prep the shit out of it you know, you're ready to rock and then you just deliver the goods kind of mm -hmm. thing um, versus that feeling of like, oh, my God, like, 
how's this going to go? It's, it's, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird game that we play when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Auditioning. It's like, we're pretending like, this is how I would pretend if you, <laughs> this is how I if pretend. You, this is how I would do it. If you, if you me. want me to pretend to do this, I, this is how I would pretend to do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like people always talk about like that may, maybe auditions isn't the best way to do things. And it's like, well, we don't really have any other, we don't have a better way to do it. Right. <laughs> other than just offering someone the role, which is right. great. But like you and I aren't going to get offers at this point yet for like the, the Shia LaBeouf movie or like the whatever thing or whatever it is. We still gotta, we gotta fight and we gotta keep pushing speak, and speak for yourself, Brandon. Uh, oh, Shia LaBeouf's people have sorry. been, calling laughing Vikings and uh, they're interested in me and you for their next Interesting. Uh, thing. Actually, Are we going to be like buddy cops kind of thing? Buddy cops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because Shia LaBeouf got kicked out of it for problems probably. And we were his replacement. They're oh, like, okay. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. I think you're shy and I'm LaBeouf. Uh, I'm not sure how it goes. We lost Shia LaBeouf. We lost Shia LaBeouf, but we found two other guys. <laughs> <laughs> they can do half the work That's each. Good. It's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And somehow we're paying them half price too. It works out. Yeah, oh, yeah. please. We'd be getting far less than half. The math works out. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> auditions are fun. I, I always see them as as performance, really, to, to sort of wrap up our, our audition. I mean, we'll always talk about auditions because always. I think that is like, that's a, such a big part of what you're doing until you're at the point where you can just turn down scripts and you're getting all offers. And also there's some roles that no matter what, you're gonna wanna fight for because it's just so juicy. And even when you're an A-lister, when you're an A-lister and you're looking at A-lister writing and A-lister directing attached to that, you're gonna fight for that. And there's, I think there's something to say for auditioning. If when I'm, when anytime, if I'm, if I'm producing or casting something, even if they're my best friends, yeah, it's great to be like, I, I like you're in, you're in, you're in, you're in. But mm -hmm. it's also good to be like, I want you in. Can you do a like do a tape? Because then you actually put a work, put some work into it. You start imagining it, and I feel that there's something to say for we value what we earn. Like yeah. if you're just if you're like, yeah, next week you're on set here's the script show up versus if you want to be on set for this dope show next week, here's the script, show us what you got, show it mm -hmm. to casting and then earn your way and fight for it and then get on set. That's your, you're really going to, you're going to approach it with more reverence than something just like handed to you in your lap. Yeah. Which is probably why sometimes people, when they get like certain people get to certain levels in their career, maybe every once in a while they do turn in a shit performance because they take it all for granted and they're just like, being lazy or, or not really trying on the day or just being divas or whatever they might be. Mm -hmm. And I like that. And that's a learning experience. So like, even if you fail on the day or fail in a film or like do, do something that you weren't really particularly proud of, own it, reflect on it, say, how, how can I do better next time? Have you ever had a flub or a guffaw or just something like, something that fucked up a shot or maybe in a live show, anything that went weird, like blanking live or forgetting a prop or smashing something accidentally. Um, All of those things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was witness to a fire on stage um, that someone accidentally started. 
During a show? During a show. During a show. How was I, it I wasn't started? in it. How was uh, it started? They they had it was a production of Head of Gabbler, and they they had like an oven or something or like something or no wow. they were burning incense they were burning incense that's what it was um they had a fake oven on set because right. it's a house house setting or whatever it was um and i think they were burning incense and then it just sort of caught on fire and like the girl playing Edda is like putting it out and the other girl on stage is like "Ooh, this is such a fun house or something like that <laughs> like everyone in the audience died because they sort of all knew like oh this probably wasn't supposed to happen wow kind of thing and it's just again it's like another shared experience like it, it was funny i don't know if i ever really think about it all that much there was one moment where i forgot uh, an entire chunk of text on stage and just nice. sort of, i remember you just, like you just skipped just ahead laughing i just started laughing because I don't know where I am anymore. Wow. <laughs> and I remember having, uh, I had like a, a notebook and I had posted the lines in the notebook. Uh, I don't know why. I think I was doing like four or five shows at that point. And so I didn't, I didn't have that particular text memorized because right. it was like a four page monologue or something. Right. Um, and so I had it in there and luckily, so I was able to like, I think I, I think I had lost my page. And that's why I started laughing. Interesting. <laughs> so just me trying to find it again and right. then going what back. Do I, what do I got to say? What do I and Again, say? like the audience was very forgiving. I'm pretty sure that was a St. Patrick's Day performance. Oh, so wow. I'm pretty sure most people in the audience were right. fairly inebriated. So. Yeah, they weren't following along word by word anyways. No. Yeah. And like, yeah, it, it was a fun, it was a fun moment. I once did a fun it. moment. I once did a murder mystery, an interactive, like sort of sketch comedy murder mystery dinner theater show, mm-hmm. and the one of the le- one of the main character, one of the characters, there were cast of five. It was an elderly man playing a sea captain in this show. It was like took place on a cruise, and mid show, he's actually the guy that in the show he dies, but mid show he had like a health issue. I don't, I forget what it ended up being like, but there was concern. Like, I think it ended up being like, he just fainted, but it was like, did he have a stroke? Did he have a heart attack? Like he kind of like, kind of like stumbled and went like, sat. I think luckily at the time he was, he was seated in the blocking of that part of the show, Yeah. like kind of slumped over and was like out of it. And then like realized, but it was also near a part in the show where that is supposed to happen. So it was really trippy for the actors. We're like, what's Jim doing over there? Like, is Jim okay? And of course the audience would have no idea. So it was like, and it never, it never did get to the point where it was an actual medical scenario. And it was Mm -hmm. towards the end of the show. Like he kind of like, kind of groggily snapped out of it and we figured it out and there was only a couple minutes left in the show anyways yeah but um but then afterwards we're like jim are you okay and i think he might have had to go to the the hospital but that was like it was a it was a weird one yeah i i actually had something similar with uh, another thing i i wasn't on stage but i remember uh i was about to enter on stage and so i'm looking at the other person that's going to enter just before me and we're making like faces back and forth and like doing stupid things backstage right and like all we hear is like this weird pause and we're like what, what's going on oh. and like it's almost and like we look at each other like aren't you supposed to be on stage right now 
I don't know. Are you supposed to be on stage right now? I right. don't know. Like, and why like, is there why is there dead air right now? Yeah, That's never why a good is there thing. dead air? And someone had one of the girls in the cast had fainted, right? Uh, and like had fallen back so a bit. She's just she's and just so on she, stage. She and goes, goes down. off, and like they continue the scene, and and me and the girl come out and like sort of figure it out as we go. But like I remember the stage manager running down from the booth to go get her, and like the director of the school was in the audience that night and he also ran down. So I'm like, okay, guys, like, yes, the stage manager should run down, but like not all these people because that it's going to look like something went wrong. And like, she did also finish the performance and it was also the end bit of it. So like we were very close to the end. So (laughs) it it all worked out, but like, it was still like a, a, like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? Right. And how are we going to, how are we going to adjust to fix this kind of thing? And like, that's, yeah. I mean, that's one of the most fun moments. Like you you don't, in that scenario, you you don't want to see someone else wish for it. No. Yeah. But anytime something wild card, that is the beauty of live performance is you never know what you're going to get. Obviously Mm -hmm. again, not, I don't mean like, I don't mean someone having a medical emergency, but like dropping a prop or forgetting a prop or, (laughs) Um, you you bump into somebody or into, into something like I had, I had one, I don't know if you, you would know this, but we were, I was doing a show in Hamilton at the staircase theater. It was a two hander. Um, and, uh, it was actually lucky fool productions, Chris Elmer. I was talking to him earlier today. Uh, he was the writer director of it. He did a web series and then, um, the web series, he wanted to do a continuation of the episode in a live version. So myself and Trevor Ketchison were cast in it. Uh, it was called Taylor. And the gist of it was the other character had hired me to kill someone for him. So I was a hired hitman assassin, but I'm not an assassin. It was the first time I'd ever do it. So I was kind of in over my head. So that's the that's the, the script of it. And okay. sort of the opening scene of the, the stage version is I'm coming back from a botched hit. Well, like it didn't go well. I'm coming back with basically blood on me essentially when i when i first find him and then shit's hit the fan and then the rest of it is us figuring out what to do about it so the very first scene i'm out there and it's a scene of just me kind of in a blackout scenario like i've broken into the guy's house i've got a knife and a balaclava the audience dim lit so the audience can see me and i'm like i rolled in and was like walking around and kind of jabbing and jabbing and then there was a scene where the guy actually, he sort of comes home and there's a little scuffle and then blackout is what was supposed to happen. Okay. So we go blackout. I'm supposed to leave the, the stage. I leave. On the way out, I, hadn't, I didn't know the, the staircase theater. When the blackout happened, it was a little darker than, than I expected. And just I had some extra frenetic energy just from lights. Like it's, it's showtime. On the way out... I ran into the door frame like I didn't clear the doorway in the dark because it was all it was a black box theater. So everything is black. Right. On the way out past the curtain, um, I like wailed myself on on here. Luckily. So I like I see I'm seeing stars backstage and I'm like uh, the director kind of heard me run into the wall like it was clearly something. Um, But then he was like, was I just like playing it up kind of thing. Cause it was sort of supposed to be implied that I'm in a bit of a scuffle. And the next scene I come back and I'm cut and like the, I've dropped the knife kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, I'm in the next scene. So I'm in back. 
I'm knowingly bleeding. I have no, I have a gash here where I ran into the corner. I'm bleeding into my eye and I'm like, is my face even attached right now? Cause I'm backstage and also sort of in the dark. Like we had a, a little, yeah. little backstage light, but, and then what I'm supposed to do is change into a pre-blooded shirt. I had a white t-shirt on and I'm supposed to change into a pre-cut and a pre with blood so that when I walk out, he's like, what the fuck is that? That's blood. And realizing the clean bl- t-shirt that I have on is now covered in my own real blood. I'm like, fuck it. I don't have time to change. So I go out with my real shirt, my real blood. Luckily I was wearing the balaclava. So I was able to, to kind of do this, but I get out. And then the next scene is me sitting right beside, like we're at a bar sitting. I come in from the bar and I sit right next to him and he's right here next to me. Yeah. He starts. And so when I look at him, he's seeing up close, like a foot away from me, he's seeing my gashed, bloody eye that, by the way, over the course of the first half hour of the show is swelling. My cheek is swelling. I have like a black, like a black cheek. It's like pulsing. At one point in the middle of one of my things, like a drip, like I, we both feel, he sees it and I feel a drop of blood drop from here down my cheek to my thing. But our whole conversation was like, what the, it's like, what the fuck happened to you? And I was like, shut up. I don't know. It didn't go right. Like in the dark, it was, there was a scuffle. And I think I landed on the knife. Like, and he's like, Oh fuck, you're bleeding. So it was like eerily. And fortunately it wasn't like there's clearly an emergency happening with this actor. There's no bleeding right now. So it all played into the show in a weird way. Um, And we actually had some of it filmed. So there's like some footage they were filming like behind the scenes stuff. So there's footage of me and like behind the scenes where my face is all, I legit ran into a wall, like running, running out like douche. And then was bleeding the rest of the way. Then we had an hour break and we had to do a second show again, like in between them icing my face. So I would never recommend that. The the lesson learned, the safety lesson is I, I, I was like, I wasn't running, running, but I was moving fast and there was no reason to be, it was lights out. So I could have just, confidently strolled out and been fine i also didn't it was a new it was a new theater and i didn't quite like safety it enough we hadn't rehearsed in that theater like we'd rehearsed somewhere else and then showed up that day did a quick tech um and it was a little darker than i expected but i fucking ran full tilt and it was crazy it was crazy one of the craziest stories of my life acting because it was so surreal and and then you should hear his side of the story where he's sitting next to me looking over basically seeing my face like pulsate and bleed in front of them. And, and the audience is only like, we were the front row was only like, I don't know, like six feet in front of us. Like I could reach out to them almost like we're sort of in their laps and I could, I'm like sensing them, like kind of seeing it and being like, fuck, like they did a really good job with his makeup. Like they have have special effects here. Like, wow. Wow. The special effects budget is over. Yeah. And then like later when I come back, I still had like more blood and like, it's like, I look like I've been beat up and my face is swelling. Like, Jesus, mm-hmm. how do they do this shit? Holy shit. That is yeah. a crazy story. Lord. Yeah, it is crazy. It's L- lucky fool media. If you look it up for you, you, you might find a doc behind the scenes documentary with some testimonials and BTS footage of like what just happened and us kind of revealing what happened and telling the story and seeing like my face is all 
fucked. I ended up needing stitches and had to go to the, I went the next day I went to the hospital that night. I went yeah. to the rap party. Cause I'm like, I'm not skipping the rap party. It's like, I'll deal with this later. It was just a gash, but I ended up, I ended up the next day. I was like, I should go get this uh, stitched up. That's hysterical. Yeah. Did you get slot? I, I mean, you don't have to say. I mean, we partied. Like, we really? partied a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We had some <laughs> celebratory drinks. Like it was. No, I wouldn't say like slosh. I wasn't out of control. I was also like still kind of stunned and had probably a mild concussion. So I was like, yeah, and I, you were probably running on a pure adrenaline. Right. At that yeah. Point. I knew that. Uh, I knew that. Like the the best thing to do after a head injury isn't to booze real hard until you pass out. So. Yeah. <laughs> To, to thin out your blood. So yeah, we took it easy, but I wanted to, to enjoy, like, I didn't want to be, also it was kind of the Debbie Downer. It's like, okay, instead of a rap party, can someone drive me to the hospital and sit with me right now? Like that, that, that's a shit move. Well, I mean, if, if you needed, if you needed to go to the hospital at that point, I'm sure it wouldn't be a, an inconvenience for them to take you just because right, like, like if you did have a my if you had a even a mild concussion it's right. probably better that you go to the hospital rather than you know go to a party <laughs> no it's you know what they say the rap party must go on it's like nope, the show no, like, no one says that no, but the, oh it's the show must go on there the, you go, the show that, must that's, go on. i mean that's, that's more a, acceptable that's sort of become the theme of this show a little bit we talked about auditions but it's sort of like <laughs> The theme kind of uh, unbeknownst to us and unplanned to us became based on the show must go on. And that is one of the beautiful things about showbiz is that that's the like the thing, like the sacred thing is no matter what tech problems, cast mm -hmm. problems, sickness, shit happening. It's like no audience. I've done stand up shows where it's like there's no audience. Why would we start the show as well? The show must go on and then we start the show and then a couple of people trip, tri triple in, uh, trickle in. And the next thing you know, it's like a... Um, um, what's that word field of dreams situation where it's if you build oh, yeah. it they will come where it's yeah. like you're you're looking at the producer thinking why would we start a show right now there's literally no audience and they're like well we're paying you to be here we're starting a show and you do the show and then two people come in and two more and two more and then it's like the greatest night of your life and at the end you think man that almost didn't happen at all it's a beautiful thing so i'm gonna we're gonna shift topics just all right. uh, just for now. Uh, we didn't get to do this last time, but I do love random fun facts. And we didn't even get to it in the recording this afternoon. Right. But So our fun fact for the day is- Wait, 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 wait. before we do this, can we, I like, for these sections, we need little jingles like, you want to have some fun, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. Fun facts fun hey, facts, everybody want to have some fun. Yeah, something like fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. Fun facts, 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 fun facts. You're listening to Fun Facts with Laughing Vikings Radio. This is BK Broiler and Lars Classington. All right, hit us with a fun fact. And it better be fun. If you hit me with kind of like a... Lars, Lars, I'm very excited about this Do not hit me, please. I am very... Make sure I, you, I hope I hope you either know about this like extensively or you don't know about this at all. Let's bet on it. Bet on it right now. Do you Ooh, think I know this or not? I I don't think you know this. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go just to play devil's advocate. I'm gonna say that I do know this. Okay. <laughs> but then okay. what do I say? Then then it's just you call my bluff. You'd be like, yes, I did know that. Uh, no, I'll be I, I will be truthful. And make sure you don't mix up the fun fact with one of them misery facts. <laughs> Right, not a fun. I, I will try. Well, I mean it. Or a boring okay. old fact. So All right, hit it, hit hitting me. you with a fun fact is hunting unicorns is legal 
in the state of you cut out real quick there say that one more time Uh, unicorns unicorn hunting is legal in the state of michigan so lake superior state university in michigan offers a unicorn hunting license Unsurprisingly, the chief herald of the unicorn hunters was once quoted saying, the pursuit of the unicorn is a lonely quest. We wish them nothing but good luck. Hmm. I don't know if that's fun or if that's confusing. Uh, it's a little confusing. I mean, it's a little bit enraging. Like I'm, I'm a little I mean, bit enraged about that. The big, the big question that. right now is, did you know this? I did not know that. You did not know that. And I never would have guessed that there's a place that it's legal, unless it was like a club kind of thing. Who, yeah. Who, what kind of fucking monster would hunt a unicorn? Could you imagine just like scoping, especially you think it's like, there can't be many of them, right? Well, like it's like a myth, <laughs> mythical creature and you're just like. Then it also comes into like, are people hunting dragons as well? Are they, right. I mean, what if they of could? course there are people hunting Bigfoot and like people, uh, hunting Loch Ness monster. So Lent. why isn't there people hunting unicorns and hunting dragons and stuff like that? There shouldn't be hunting any of them unless they're living subsistence. Unless they need to eat unicorn to live off the land, they shouldn't be hunting it. Well, what if they? What if uh, it's like Harry Potter and they need some specific luck? But do you have to kill the unicorn? I just don't feel. I mean, you have. To I don't feel good about killing. Uni- I don't feel good about killing unicorns. Is that we have to do. I mean, I don't feel good about killing unicorns either. But like, it it it's fascinating to know that like there is a place where you can go and get a hunting license for unicorns. Yeah, and it, so uh, it's but it like it begs the question as to like where are you going to do this and like is right. it a specific season so that like other hunters of like deer or elk or like right. wolves or I don't think I don't think you're allowed to hunt wolves. Um, oh yeah, there's places you can hunt wolves. It just depends oh, really? on season and timing. Yeah, sometimes it's like mandated because they want to hunt wolves because the, there's too many wolves. Because the pack gets too big. Yeah, there's too many wolves and they're killing like the like other sure. game. Yeah. They're killing too many deer or something. Or if it's like a, a farmland and they're right. taking the cattle or something. Right, totally. Oh, okay. And, and national yeah. parks and things like that. Yeah, too many wolves are hunted actually. Stop hunting oh. wolves. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine? I picture a big like redneck guy in Michigan, like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be out here on a unicorn. On some unicorn. Yeah. With uh, Dougie and Daryl, uh, you know, and then where do you, they're going to some place like they've rented. <laughs> they have like, like one of those unicorn calls, like, <laughs> yeah, like the, uh, like the Horn of Gondor or something like that. <laughs> also, why did you ever think, I think about this. They're called unicorns because they have one horn, but shouldn't they be called unihorns? What is a corn? It's not, it's not a corn, it's a horn. <laughs> they should be called unihorns. They should be called unihorns. I'm surprised they right? aren't. Am I the only one? Uh, it's mean, my main quest in life, is that Brandon. Your main quest my main life? quest. My this is my Aaron Brockovich moment. If I do anything in my life, <laughs> I want to change how unicorns are perceived. They are unihorns. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting it wrong you're Unless not right or is there corn in it maybe there's corn in it or does it maybe there, it looks like maybe, maybe it looks like does it look like, does it look like children of the corn what if it's like unicorns are born from the corn unicorn children i mean it does kind of look like a piece of corn maybe I don't maybe know. 
it's like like i don't know i don't think we should be hunting them and i definitely don't think we should be putting out hunting licenses for them <laughs> but it's funny to know that it's there right but those that one that one horn it's so delicious this probably you just you when you you kill it and then saw it off and then they drink oh. the they suck out the sem stells like a crab's leg <laughs> Oh shit, that is some good unicorn horn. Oh, right. poor unicorn. Nice. It had such a life ahead of it. Right. You're like, no, that's a rhinoceros, you idiot. I mean, like, it, that's also kind of what it goes to. Like, what, like, what, what's the price of a unicorn horn? Like, on the black right. market, like, like, because of course no one else is going to be selling it unless. Right. It's like they try, it's like ivory and they have, they're making it into like a piano or something. Right. I mean, again, that's completely a morbid. Thought, I think you just make you make wouldn't be a piano. It'd be like some. Oh, it would be like a flute. Like a flute. Like a... Right. <laughs> it's probably the most beautiful noise maybe, ever. Maybe that should be like a setting in the new Zelda game. Like it's the unicorn flute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. corn, the corn flute. The corn good. flute. Right. Well, right, if you're, on, if you, yeah, I was going to say, if you're listening and or watching, you know, some stuff uh, is uh, really like hard hitting and factual <laughs> and educational. And then uh, you'd be like, so that was 10 minutes. That was 10 minutes of my life that I would prefer back laughing Vikings. Or maybe you're like, maybe you're like, fuck. Yeah. I thought the same thing my whole life about unihorns. <laughs> right. And yeah. you learned that wolves get hunted. You know, there's we're learning stuff. We're learning stuff every day. Yes. What's uh, next? So we got something else on the docket. Nope. Uh, we have promo. What's going on at Laughing Vikings, Lars? What's going on at Laughing Vikings? You say? Um, well, we talked about silly I goose. I hear there is a new membership deal. Is that true? Right. That is true. Uh, so if you're an actor, comedian, creator, uh, filmmaker of any kind. We're doing a membership special right now where when you join the membership, you'll get a free audition session. You can do that in person at studio or you can do it Zoom where we'll uh, rehearse and record your auditions with you, uh, edit it, send it to you. Uh, maybe Brandon, aka BK Broiler, will be your uh, session director. And um, so the first month of membership, you actually get a session for free. And then there's a bunch of other bonuses. So not only do you get, you get discounts on your future sessions as a member, I uh, get kind of a VIP discount price on everything. Also, we do voiceovers here. We do some podcasting. And uh, occasionally, once in a while, we rent out the studio to other productions. But the bonuses for the members, on top of having a, a community that you can be a part of and a place to get all your shit done, uh, either in person or via Zoom, you get a bonus uh, free class, a free workshop with Tom Todoroff is a partner of ours. Uh, and that's actually on the website. So if you go to laughingvikings.com, you'll see that there. Uh, or you can look at our, all of our freebies at laughingvikings.com slash links. But the membership, you get uh, the free workshop. You also get $150 off a demo reel with Wicked Tree Creative. Uh, you get access to our online uh, private community of actors and creators. And also actor access to our uh, partner referral program where... Uh, it's basically your referral program. You got friends. Obviously, actors have friends who are friends. So you recommend our services to them and you can make a little uh, side hustle cash as well. And uh, really, you can, uh, yeah, you can be a part of things. That's how we collaborate with our partners and sponsors here. So being a member also gives you the opportunity to become a partner if you want to do that as well. So hit it up, laughingvikings.com uh, or just laughingvikings.com slash actors. 
And uh, you can be a part of this. You can join us and you don't even have to be in Toronto. we got a lot of members here in Toronto because our first physical studio is here in Toronto. But in the virtual world, we're everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And it's uh, to do that, it's 29 bucks a month. You can remain a member as long as you want. Uh, we're not going to lock you into some kind of crazy contract where we own you for life. Uh, you can come and, go, come and go as you please. But what we have found is most people, when they do come, they stick around because they have a lot of fun. So uh, hit us up. And like I said, you get that free session right off the top for the 29 Bones. Canadian, too. So if you're U.S., you pay us in Canadian. Cheaper. That's mm-hmm. like, uh, I think that's just a couple bucks American. It's like two American dollars, I think. I don't know my... Uh, I, don't I, don't know my that, I don't think that's okay. how it works, but it, it's probably, probably like 22, 20, probably like 22 American. Yeah. Probably. About it's too cheap. We should raise it up. <laughs> Actually, get it right. You should become a, a member right now because after like maybe 100 members, I'm just going to cut it off and then it'll be $1,000 a month to do it. Wow. All right. All right. So that's a... That's a big difference. No, that's a big jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a big jump. Baby steps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Thank you for that, Lars. That's and uh, so we're moving on to our final topic. Um, this is one that I, I'm always really excited about and always really appreciate. And that is our inspirational quote for the week. So All right. I'll, I'll start this one. Hit me uh, with it. Inspire me. is luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Um. And I've always really, I've always really gravitated towards this uh, quote, just because it encompasses everything in the audition process. It's like, right. we're always talking about like, oh, that person got lucky or like they got discovered in a restaurant or they got found over here or something, they, they, were, they were just lucky. And like, that's, that's not what it is. And like, they, they all had to put in the work to be where they are and to be who they are. And like that, that comes, it's, it's like the picture of the iceberg. You don't, you don't, you only see the top of the iceberg, but you don't see everything that goes into it. And like the more, the more you work on yourself and the more you're willing to present yourself and more willing to give over to the things that you're doing will make you better and stronger in the long run and like hallelujah mm. reach it reach <laughs> it i like it i love that i love that yeah are you lucky would you consider yourself lucky in that context uh, I, I would i would not consider myself a lucky person what do you mean uh, you, just do, said luck, you just said lucky you just said lucky plus preparation plus myself, opportunities i do consider myself a hard worker I, right. I don't believe in that things will magically fix themselves overnight. Would I like them to? Yes. But that isn't how things work. And you have to give in to the process. You have to you have to crawl before you can run. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You saying I can't just wish real hard? Mm, I can't just as, as, as much as we all want the 11, 11 wishes to work, Lars, they unfortunately they they don't work like that. what and maybe you're not doing them right maybe not I, are you even doing them because maybe doing them. maybe if you're I not always, doing them. i owe every night i every night and every morning i always try and see if i'll 
Like Good. look at my phone at the right moment of 11, 11, just to see if I get it. Or like, maybe Don't it'll get, bring me some good mojo or something. And like, and like good. half the time, it's always like 11, 12 or something oh, that I look no. down and I'm like, oh, fuck. oh well, oh, oh shit. None of my wishes are going to come true. <laughs> nice. But you know I like what? That. I put, you put in the work and eventually those things will start coming your way because you put in, you put in what you get back. Yes. I agree. And it's the classic in show business or really in anything, everyone, the like the, the classic 20 year overnight success is what yeah. you hear. Like everyone sees over like the iceberg analogy, you see the success, but you don't see the 20 years before you see the, the Broadway show, but you don't see the little dank theaters that they were in or the, all the, the time they spent in the gym or mm -hmm. all the times that they were rejected and, didn't get a million other parts. So yes, I love that lucky. I consider myself lucky, but I would say it's because I put myself in the opportunities way and generally try to prepare a little bit for that. Yeah. And that's, yes. that's all you can do is just prepare and like, and be ready for when that moment comes your way. And like, that's, that's it. Yes. Uh, do you, do you have one for this week, Lars? Sure do. It's right here on this Ooh. black which uh, you may have noticed it's normally on the wall in uh, above the mirror in the bathroom at Laughing Vikings. Mm -hmm. It's written by Jim Rohn, who is, uh, I would say, one of the probably grandfathers, probably like OG of what you call like personal development or um, like that, that kind of field, motivation slash personal development. Um, I think probably, I think... Tony Robbins was one of his early like students kind of thing. Like, okay. you no know, Tony Robbins, but um, so it's called the challenge. Let me, let me hold it up here. It says, let others lead small lives, but not you. Let others argue over small things, but not you. Let others cry over small hurts, but not you. Let others leave the future to someone else's hands, but not you. Jim Rohn taken from Jim Rohn's treasury of quotes. Um, and I like that it's very much tied into your quote is it's just the idea of taking control and being empowered and being yeah. action oriented, being in charge of your own destiny. Um, personal responsibility, I think, is what it also comes down to. It's like, who do you want to be? You want to be the person that's whining and the victim mentality. Oh, I'm so hard done by when am I going to get my shot? Um, oh, they did this. She said that I didn't get mm -hmm. this. I didn't get that. Um, and then waiting for like the, the example of waiting for an email from your agent or waiting for a casting director to see you yeah. or waiting for a director yeah. or producer to give you your shot instead of just realizing it's, it's your fucking world. Go out there, grab what you want, decide what you want first, and then just every day do at least three things to get yeah. you closer to that. So yeah, that that's actually, this has stuck with me for a long time. I've had this maybe since university or just after. So like uh, nice. a solid, like, I don't know, 10, 13 years. No, longer than that. When was university? 20 years, 20, yeah. over 20 years. Yes. <laughs> nice. And moves, and I, I, love, I love the imagery that it provides of like taking back your power and like really being the person that you want to be rather than being the person that, you perceive that they want right. kind of thing. And like, you have to be the best you you can be before you can be anything else for anyone else. Oh yeah, I get so pumped up. Guitar solo. Right? 
<laughs> All right. So uh, we should, uh, should we bring this to a close? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll remind everyone who's listening, wherever you're listening right now, share it out with three friends at least because you know the world needs more positivity more some more fun stuff more entertaining more good news as we like to see around here uh, as, as we like to say around here at laughing vikings more fun in 21 more, more fun, fun in 21. 21 more fun in 21 that reminds me of simpsons vote no on what was it like vote no on prop four or something yeah like proposition 24 say no to 24 yeah vote no to 20 <laughs> whatever it is but uh share it out take a screenshot tag us send us a dm for some free gifts free giveaways we always find people online we give them free audition sessions also if anyone wants to send me a fun fact i would love that so Ooh. please message me at mostly i'm mostly on instagram so at brandon knox 27 please if you have a fun fact i would love to hear it there it is and you better make it fun see if you can make it more fun than the unicorn fact oh there will be plenty of other facts to come one day someone's gonna be like remember that really fun fact that super fun fact on laughing vikings live that was my fun fact that could be you listening to that right now Mm -hmm. so yes and uh, i would i would definitely give a shout out to whoever sent it to me 100 so please send send me fun facts i love them fun facts and we're recording this on a friday we could say this maybe last minute we don't know when you're listening to this but i'm going to say it because it's a friday because tomorrow is one of my favorite days so i'll give a shout out because tomorrow is our saturday workshop where we do a zoom online working shop with uh, online workshop with tom totteroff conservatory via zoom like this so it very feels like this uh super fun and you can actually hit up a free class for that. So if you go to laughingvikings.com slash actors, you'll see the link to get a freebie. You can join us for that. And if you like what you see and you like the, the community, you can join and continue on. Mm-hmm. And as a Laughing Vikings member, we also have preferred discount VIP rates for members as well, too. So if you like it and you do want to join with them, just be like, Laughing Vikings sent us. I'm one of the LV crew. And uh, they'll hook you up over there. But those are really fun. You've been doing them. And it's a good, great community. Kind of three classes in one. They do a voice and speech class, a text analysis class, and then yeah. scene scene work, monologues, auditions. It, like, cold I really rules. like the voice class because you really, it gets you back to, or it gets me back to where like I started at university kind of thing, where it's just like, right, this is how my body feels again. And like, sometimes you just forget that. And like, you forget that like the the way things work if you don't grease the the hinges or whatever it's not going to work the same kind of thing and so you got to keep keep pushing and keep like building those muscles in your voice and in your breath because once you have your voice and your breath you will have all the other things that you're able to accomplish i like it sometimes sometimes we forget to breathe so remember to breathe listeners remember to breathe. breathe Keep yes. breathing until we see you or you hear from us next. Just <laughs> keep breathing, keep, keep breathing, yeah. Keep breathing, keep, keep breathing. We fade out, sparkle and fade. We fade out, sparkle and fade. No, we got to fade out with a star swipe. Star swipe. Star swipe. All right. Goodbye, everyone. No, you hang up. 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 Oh crap, we weren't even recording. Oh whoop, oops, we didn't record. Oh, oh shit. Don't scare me like that. <laughs> I didn't hit record. It's happened, but it didn't happen today. If you're listening to this, you are proof of it. Goodbye, 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 everyone. Hit us up at Laughing Vikings. Thank you, Brandon. You're the best. I'll see you. you are. Hey, brother. No, you are. <laughs>
No, you oh, are. You are. Oh, you are. No, you are. I like this. I like this whole new world of standing we have. Yeah, this is really fun. This is really nice. People listening right now, just end the damn episode. They can just keep going. And no. if you're watching right now, no. we're we're still we're dancing. dancing. We're still we're, dancing, everyone. If you're listening dancing. to this, you're not getting you're not getting nearly as we're much dancing. as you want. But you know what? We're dancing. This is it. This is it. This is what we do. This is it. This, this. is the fun that we have. And I'm just going in a circle. Look at me. I'm swimming. All right. Goodbye, everyone. If you're still with us, man, we love you. Sorry. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank, thank them. You. Don't apologize. Yes. Right. All right. Thank for you. real. And podcast over now. Ouch.